swords with handle art to spark souls and charge souls to parts roads of bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest of stores from legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's ores. a grand theft of blood scrolls savage quest of joe and earl lock shoes to every clue easter egg to gaming news the police need some bad dudes to crash through like bandicoot all shit a game in english the drone is a shit Well, yo, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. <laughs> yes, y'all. <laughs> As you can see, we're a little rusty. <laughs> well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is A-Dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider. Make sure you look for Control Issues. Download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it. Do what you got to do. You can hop on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod. You can see us streaming video games, gameplay, streaming. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also go over to Twitter. My control issues is the handle. And you can get handled. Yes, we are back. We took a week off. Not a lot happened. And we are back and everything happened. Yes. The world has changed. The future is here. It we is have now. seen over the horizon. Yes. And we look back beyond the horizon. (laughs) (laughs) We got mad poetical on you. Uh, So, A-Dub, we know some shit's coming out, but what have you been playing? Well, man, I'm still digging and scratching away at Children of Morta. I got some streams up, twitch.tv slash control issues pod. I think you hadn't played it uh, last time we recorded. Oh, well, I'm playing Children of Morta. <laughs> <laughs> Been digging in it pretty pretty deep ever since. Uh, well, you know, I'm, we're trying to wrap up work before we go on vacation for a couple weeks. So haven't been playing as much as I could. However, whenever I do have free time, I make a run or two down in the dungeons, building up my characters. I mean, it's it's a lot to go into, it, you know, in such a short segment. So I'll just give you some of the gist, let you know where I am. So it's kind of a it's kind of like a light version of Diablo with some roguelite elements. I mean, you go down in the dungeon, you're fighting. It's got that camera angle. There are enemies. There's loot. There's traps. Uh, each each area has about three, two or three different levels to explore, and each like portal has three sections to it before you reach the boss of that area and cleanse the corruption. You're playing as the Berkson family, a family of guardians who have just amazing abilities, different fighting styles, different play styles. There's six of them that you get to play as. I've unlocked five so far. Uh, As you're playing as the characters, you sometimes come down with what's called the corruption, and it decreases your max hit points. So that's kind of the game subtly nudging you to play as the other characters it definitely encourages you to try different things and then wait for that corruption to go away unless you're daring and you want to get in there but you know you're you're down there you're leveling up you're leveling up your skills you also have like the workshop and the book of rare which is which are like <laughs> yeah they're dope. They're family-wide permanent skill upgrades. Uh, of course, it has the roguelike elements where 
you're going down a procedurally generated dungeons. You don't know the layouts. You don't know what's in there. All the loot is random. You're getting relics. You're getting spells. You're getting runes for your various attacks. You're getting gold, which is the only thing that you don't lose upon death or completion of a level or a region. So you bring the gold back. That allows you to buy the permanent upgrades. And you just you know keep going in, keep farming building up your characters, building up your permanent upgrades, and proceeding to try to drive back this corruption. You're going to have to cleanse three portals in order to completely push the corruption back. Along the way, you're dealing with random side quests and like little little weird occurrences within the dungeons. You might find yourself chasing a bird god. You might find yourself you know, freeing people from compromising situations you might happen upon enemies in the middle of rituals or you might just find a empty room with bookshelves and and tables to explore in order to find lore as well as money as well as like uh they're like these shards that allow you to open these locked chests and those give you a chance at getting a relic you know i'm getting more and more familiar with all the underlying systems in the game today i I start the latest stream taking out the main boss of the first portal and cleansing the corruption there. I then proceed to go into the new area that I've unlocked with a level zero character and take her from like just nothing to whooping all kinds of ass just just on GP. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I'm absolutely loving it. I mean, the story that it delivers is somewhat frequent and each little moment is impactful. I'm at a situation where it seems like it's the first time I'll be doing any kind of action outside of the dungeon that's below the Bergson family house. So that's an interesting prospect. You know, one of, one of the non playable characters got kidnapped by the corruption. So we got to go after (laughs) she pregnant. (laughs) yeah overall i am very glad i finally got that game very glad i finally got to experience it and i'm enjoying every minute of it but amc what have you been playing yes i've been putting all the work into divinity um pretty much got to the point where it looks like i'm heading down towards i guess the conclusion of the game which is i guess i would say more more or less the final chapter i've i've been in a situation before with persona 5 where i'm like oh i'm about to beat this and it's like eight hours later it's like okay now i finally beat it now that's what seems to be the case i got to a a a final location that i won't name and at the location they basically said oh you don't have enough of the star stones which are these items that you find as you complete um significant story uh portions of the game um on, on i guess main quests and as you get those it unlocks certain content and the memories of your characters of their previous incarnations mm-hmm. and so when i got to this dungeon it said i needed all the star stones hadn't gotten them so i was like damn because i was looking forward to beating it um so i went back out into the world didn't really know what to do and then i realized that there are certain there's a section that i hadn't searched yet so i went back there and the reason why I hadn't searched it is it has invulnerable enemies. Oh, those are fun. Yeah. So I was just <laughs> like, oh, well, clearly I'm not supposed to be here. But then as I went back, it's like, all right, clearly I skipped this and I should have been able to beat it. So I went back. I At this point, I have a character with a master ability of invisibility. And so it just allowed me to run past those enemies and then find what I needed to get to. And what I learned through that is, oh, so I destroyed this altar it basically seals the um, the portal that the demons were using to um, 
invade the uh the realm that i'm in and which is causing like the big void um assault that's going to take over the entire like galaxy or universe and so um (laughs) (laughs) so with the same old video game stuff exactly i'm saving the world and so with that um it unlocked like some memories and just led to areas being uncovered and so i'm now pushing forward in that way which i believe i need one more star stone and i'll be able to beat it not sure but i'm gonna go back and check because they said it was the last one so with that yeah divinity is hands down still amazing and I don't know if I'm going to beat it before the end of 2019. Hey, Dove. Isn't it like a 2018 game? Yeah. <laughs> you going to well, finish it in 2020? Well, the second one's already out, so that's that's all you need to know about this. God, I need to go back to Divinity. I got to destroy that golem and figure out a way to keep pushing forward. I was in the snow area, so I don't know how much further you push past that. Oh, Hyberheim? Yeah, I'm I'm done with that area now. That there's some shit going down there that was pretty, that was pretty impactful with where the game was going and what, what's going on with the imps. <laughs> How many like main areas are there after Hyberheim? Um, I want to say two more big areas because I just completed one <laughs> and then I got to the next area that basically told me, oh, you need to do this other shit and then you can go through the trials. And then yeah. you can start to put this baby to bed. Exactly. So, yeah, um, the only other thing I would say with that game is like as I was playing it, I was like thinking about like, like I was like, uh, showing Marissa what was going on and I was like surveying like the entire landscape of this battle I was in the middle and I just unleashed an attack uh, called Earthquake and with that it shakes up the ground and all the enemies around me get knocked to the ground. It's my master ability on the Geomancer. Perfect. And as they're all laying down, there's explosions and all this stuff and you're seeing the, the effects that were put on the enemies with the knockdown. I'm like showing her and I was just like, damn i just realized this is exactly why i love these games because it just reminds me of playing with action figures and how i used to just set them all up like around the room and just look at the different battles and just survey it without actually like moving them like i'd lay them on top of each other but in my head they're like having this huge fight mm-hmm. like and so, status effects <laughs> yeah and like that's the thing that i love most about these tactical turn-based games is having an action and then just looking at the aftermath of that and then seeing how the different characters are affected the, the layout and everything that's been done and it's i like it. it's kind of like playing it like with a diorama but you got video game characters exactly so yeah let's get into the topic of the week top topic of, of the, the week. week oh a dub so much has happened and we are going to lead off with the game awards oh dun dun jeff keely presents the game awards (laughs) 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 all that one that like sounds like it's going like (laughs) (laughs) yeah all the sound effects one of these days i want to own one of those sounds yeah (laughs) just make a trailer for my life uh, so yeah, let's let's run through it. I pretty much wrote it down in order as things were um, as things played out. And so with this in the pregame show, uh, there are some awards announced. Best fighting game that went to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, like it should have. Yeah, um, as we've talked about in the past, that game is absolutely killing it uh, sales wise for that franchise and on the Switch in general. Jump Force got nominated. Yeah, hell yeah. Jump Force could have won Best Fighting. Game. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, Super Smash Brothers came out last last December and then won this year, so I'm sure people had opinions about that. Yeah, there's a little cutoff going on with the Game Awards. I think uh, the date was on or before the 15th of November. Yeah, because I know Fallen Order wasn't anywhere to be seen there, so I yeah, wonder if it'll be there bullshit. next year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but made room for some other games. Uh, it's kind of messed up because Fallen Order is now moved into a year that it's definitely not going to win. <laughs> it has no chance at all against all the titles coming out next year. Oh, man. We'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, best narrative that went to, and you'll hear this name a couple of times, Disco Elysium. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is the game that I've mentioned a couple of times that once that comes to the PlayStation next year, I will be getting that day one. I cannot wait. You and me both, my friend. So I'm I'm waiting for those stories and those builds. Like, oh, yeah, I, I went here. I, I did this, that. Like, oh, I did this, that. Yeah, about the D&D the shit out of my life. Oh, my gosh. Right, well, we'll, we'll definitely be able to talk about, like, what type of cops we ended up being. Yes. We asked too many questions. I heard there's an I'm sorry cop because you apologize too much. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry cop. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Sorry cop. It's a Canadian. He's a Mountie. Um, so the the first big announcement, that being coming from Microsoft with the Xbox, and that we finally got the name of it, so we don't have to call it Xbox Scarlet anymore. We don't have to call it Xbox Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we will be calling it xbox series x x x x well series x people are already calling it the sex box the sex box yeah. <laughs> hey it has a it has a shape you cut a hole in it uh, i think somebody called it xx or something like that mm-hmm. xx <laughs> so yeah they showed it they displayed it we got an idea of the form factor it looks like a tower uh from what i understand you can lay it on its side or stand it up it doesn't make a difference uh what did you think about the the look of the xbox series i was very shocked to see like the size and orientation of it because it's it signals to me that at least a company outside of nintendo is finally daring to bring something different to the table other than a flat rectangle yeah yeah that goes like takes me back to like the gamecube but in a bigger form yeah gamecube but in a bigger form like almost almost dreamcast but it's it's tall it's like a tower it's like if you if you had a a mac Mm -hmm. that new computer but instead of it being a round donut it's just the a box uh there was a funny meme i saw of it where somebody superimposed an image of the xbox series x in a kitchen as a refrigerator with like <laughs> like jars on top of it <laughs> and i was like actually that would be a dope ass refrigerator yeah yeah i would i would get that yeah and then you get inside it's it's chilled to your perfection mm-hmm. it's got a the whole door is a screen yeah on the inside you just play games <laughs> that's the vr chamber yeah you was, open it up the 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 mist comes out the green mist (laughs) (laughs) well yeah it it looks pretty cool i'm glad to see it's the bigness of it or the girthiness of it i should Mm, say makes it seem as if maybe they'll be packing more hardware on the inside maybe you get more bang for your buck better performance better visuals yeah there's all these specs released i didn't want to go through them because i always feel like especially when sony released their specs for the ps5 it's you hear all these things but it's like until we see it in action you don't really know i I heard like things along the line of like you know 4k 60 frames per second with like 8k um possibilities within it uh how do you feel about the name uh xbox series x 
Well, there was a little tease from Phil Spencer before the Game Awards saying that the name of the Xbox would be indicative of the direction that they're trying to go with it. And then it comes out and it's called Xbox Series X. I have no idea what you're doing, mm-hmm. what what your plans are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like almost... In a, it'll be interesting to see, I guess, we'll know with how they end up naming other consoles to come. Because there's always been, already been talks about the discless console and whatnot that will be coming down the line. Um, series no X. <laughs> yeah, I would say that I, I do like it better than Xbox One. That was a little weird when that they decided to go, go rather, that route. It's rather silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Series X, it, it, it gives the possibility of maybe just ongoing iterations of the console where it's just constant improvements as as opposed to numbering it every time moving forward you know that's actually a good idea because the you the use of the word series implies that maybe there will be different series of xboxes yeah and there's even some speculation that they might continue with the idea of because right now they have the the one s and that's kind of the the lower tier in comparison to the one x and so maybe they'll use this as a way to differentiate between the power of the console between like the pros and the uh the standards mm-hmm. so we'll see as they answer as they announce more one of the coolest design cues is that at design cues is that at the top of the structure it looks like they have like a a, a con- nk convex Mm -hmm. i don't know which one but it's like Like there's a dip in the top where the vents are and it has like a green light in there yeah the xbox glow it'll be (laughs) interesting to see that like on the ceiling when you're playing the game it definitely looks like something that shouldn't have an issue with overheating yeah it'll be interesting to also hear what that motor's like (laughs) hear that fan is like that rolls royce turbo jet but i guess if we're we're moving more towards solid state maybe the consoles will get quieter moving forward um so yeah uh with that they also announced uh another next gen game to go along with uh halo that being ninja theory's game that they've been working on hellblade 2 sinuous saga sinuous saga uh didn't play the first one um did hear like good things about it um th- look great yeah look great uh and so people were interested to see if they were con- going to continue with that franchise and it's nice to see and just visually looked amazing and um just what was going on in that trailer with like her like just speaking in tongues like, yeah. <laughs> getting medieval that mocap session must have been crazy yeah yeah and um yeah as, as far as like um just displaying the power of the hardware without showing gameplay it, it definitely looked like pretty crisp and clean crisp and clean i mean i don't really know what's gameplay or not that could have just been a whole cg trailer so yeah i assumed, I'm not too, I assumed it, none of it was gameplay yeah but. i'm not too excited yet i mean we see a new console we know that it's got we're starting to get an idea of the games that are going to be on it so it, it'll be interesting to see how that comes together yeah he had mentioned phil spencer was the one who um debuted this and he had mentioned i believe they have like 15 first party studios all working on games and up until this point we had seen uh a lot of multiplayer games so with this and halo we know we're getting our single player games now and you can only imagine obsidian will be working on something moving forward with the success of um outer worlds they're definitely doing outer worlds too yeah it would be kind of weird if they did anything other than that yeah and so with the success of that and to see how that might look on a next-gen console um yeah that's uh some good things for at least we're getting some some more next-gen announcements which is awesome absolutely we're starting to see what the the next stage of gaming is gonna look like you you know what one of your boxes is gonna look like you can start clearing space on your shelf 
and like a good place your brackets yeah i'm gonna say a good place to announce it too at the game awards just being that um rather than having like a one-off conference or something along those lines uh in in an event where everybody's already watching uh looking at what games just came in and being like look look forward to this shit and then dropping that dropping that like it's hot (laughs) it kind of feels surreal seeing seeing a new console already Mm -hmm. it's like damn i'm still enjoying this ps4 to death yeah that's the beauty i still have games in my backlog that i've picked up on flash sales where i'm like damn i'm gonna be playing this shit and i'm already looking forward to switch games that i'm getting so it's just awesome that like i have a little bit of like close future that i'm like super excited about and then down the line like stuff that i'm gonna be hopping on absolutely so yeah um this is a quick shout out to a commercial that ran this being a guy shedding a tear while playing death stranding yes I put way too much on that game. Feeling all the emotion. Oh my god. As he's holding that baby. Yeah, got the time fall flooding the city <laughs> going in the upside down. This man's weeping in Norman Fetus. Yeah. Uh they announced Esports Player of the Year. It and it went to somebody that wasn't Sonic Fox. Well, was it your man Booger? Yeah, the homie Booger. <laughs> Boyega. Yeah, uh Booger one. I don't know what he plays or what he looked like, but he won. Ikumi Nakamura made a return. Ikumi Nakamura, who's that? Homegirl who was um, oh, she was yes. working on that Bethesda game last year. The entire internet fell in love with her. That's right, and she was all uh, as cute as ever, yeah. doing all the twirls and the, and the peace signs. Didn't didn't really tell us what's going on in her life. Yeah, she said, yeah, she has basically said she's had some major changes in her life. I feel like every time we see her now, it's going to be a an advertisement as why would you not want this person on your PR team? Yeah, just announcing stuff for your games. Yeah, just let her host the game awards. Yeah, <laughs> her and Kojima. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so with that, for the uh, the other next gen announcement, a dub. This coming from Sony. What you got? We got a little title by the name of Godfall. That God body. God's about to slip on the Lego and fall. <laughs> <laughs> no, so what they have is what uh, it's being published by Gearbox. I forget the name of the developer. It was like I, I didn't write it down. Yeah, but it's published by Gearbox. So you know, take mm-hmm. that however you want to take it. But what they're making is what they call a third-person loot-driven lunar slasher. Lunar slasher. These yes. are words that will make people so happy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so far, you know, it's a little early to tell. They didn't show any gameplay, but what you have are these super armored and geared up, I guess, gods. The world's being torn asunder. There's a giant sword in the sea. It looks like creatures are coming from the sky. These guys are like a thousand year war just to start the apocalypse. So, <laughs> no, no. If you're, I don't know if you're fighting the apocalypse or if you're going to be fighting the thousand year war. That would be an interesting spin on the game where like every major patch or update advances the timeline a few years. <laughs> yeah. And you get closer to the apocalypse when they drop that 2.0. Yeah, so like yeah, Knights Magic. Um, they also mentioned it can be played solo, co-op, uh, exclusive for the PlayStation Five and Epic Game Store. Other things that are making people happy right now. Coming holiday twenty twenty, so likely it's going to be a launch title. Yeah, so yeah, so that's a uh, something to look forward to because people have just been trying to say that PlayStation Five isn't going to have any launch titles. You could just wait because that's that's <laughs> happened before. That's the plan. <laughs> a console has hit the market with no games. Yeah, no games possible. Um, so yeah, um, 
yeah interesting thing i'm sure there's some eye rolling with the idea of looter slasher but i mean people destiny ended up like defining this entire console generation so this could be the next step of that coming from playstation so it looks like destiny in third person with no guns yeah it had that vibe as far as like these characters but like so like medieval style but then they have like that i guess i don't know that casual somewhat wise talk and talk that you you get from like uh yeah what's that that dude i forgot the guy who played uh the one who died damn i forgot the actor's name but yeah just along those lines oh um damn (laughs) yeah i know i forgot his name i think he's on that show castle but yeah and and firefly but anyways so yeah we got another announcement coming for the next gen this one being for playstation so that's pretty cool and uh, a fun place to announce it at the game awards so we're seeing representation all around the stage is being set yeah it'll be i can't wait to see actual gameplay from these games from these next gen games but i mean we have so much going on right now like why even get ahead of ourselves well if you browse the internet you might find a little nugget of godfall gameplay look it's smooth looks it, it looks interesting <laughs> i mean i'm not seeing anything that really stands out or shows off what the game is capable of but again this is just like a two or three second clip that's floating around on there when like interviews and breakdowns of what godfall is so if you want to sleuth around you can go on and do that you know i i'm gonna have to see a lot more personally it's it's nice to see an example of what the next gen is going to look like but at the same token they, they're going to have to show me a little more yeah i the thing that i liked about this being um and there was always the, the the criticism somewhat of destiny is uh people wanting more third person and it seems like you started to get more of that in the melee combat like just showing the characters more and this one just right out the gate saying that this is going to be a third person slasher so it's taking those elements at least and putting it in this um what seems to be a live service style game now in this whole hubbub with the new consoles and new games i think a, a very understated aspect of that is we're going into a new console generation with everything that we already have in the sense that like when when we get these new boxes and these new games are going to be on the shelves like it's not going to be a situation where multiplayer is a new thing or where battle royales a new thing or where all the things that have been introduced and improved upon over the last what six years that's all going to be just standard out the gate i don't know it's going to be interesting to see what the start of the next generation is going to be like as well as where it goes after the first few years yeah i mean especially if you look at the way this generation started and the idea that everybody is like everything's going to be nemesis system from here on out <laughs> oh i forgot about that <laughs> yeah so like it's it's interesting to see like what actually sticks and then what versions of that we see more of especially like i mean as we'll see with uh with some of the uh the winners from this uh like from software completely set the tone with ps3 and then this generation like now we're, we're seeing those fighting games and how they're now like actually getting their due and so that's nice to see they came into prominence last gen and now just souls like is a genre now Mm -hmm. yeah um so yeah uh next award this being best audio design 
um went to call of duty modern warfare i was here that, that game just had the best sound as far as like the guns and all that stuff so makes no surprise sense. there makes perfect sense best strategy game that went to fire emblem three houses all right getting that yeah. respect people yeah. said it's like the best role-playing game of the of the of the year or so i believe yeah i got like a nine or so from ign um on my christmas list so all be, three of them houses yes all the houses uh best art direction that went to control i was a little just a little upset about that just because gris was also nominated and i felt like oh gris has this in the bag however when they announced control and I actually gave it some critical thought you know control definitely has incredible art direction you're you have the just the aesthetics and the style that they went with for that game. It bleeds through in every single aspect. Like there's there's a uniformity, there's a rigidity, but it's also just so like free flowing and, and creative. It's, I don't know. It's hard to describe. You would have to play control to get it. But with the technical wizardry they were pulling off with the particle effects, the destructible items, how things moved around and the game having largely reasonable performance throughout the entire experience. It, yeah, man, they earned, they earned that. Yeah. A game that could have been easily been knocked for having a bland environment that's just one color and uninspired <laughs> yeah um you didn't hear any of that and so it, it clearly they did something right and then seeing those particle physics as you're you're in that combat i mean i i can see why this game would win but i mean yeah you you always want to give it to i'll say the perceived underdog because that game felt like an art house game yeah, uh just being the Gris. mood the lighting oh. yeah um best action game character action game <laughs> going to devil may cry 5 yeah, rightfully so yeah. i mean people all over the internet upset at ign's game of the war picks <laughs> saying like where's devil may cry 5 i ain't Dundee. getting no respect on his name <laughs> yeah i mean it's, it's nice to see capcom doing well still killing it and um yeah for the devil may cry fans this is the game that they were waiting for they got it and they absolutely loved it so it's nice to see that it got some representation at the award show in the action spot absolutely capcom's be. been on a hot streak and they deserve recognition for all the good they've done over these past few years especially coming back from when they were regarded as one of the worst publishers of all time <laughs> yeah yeah last year remember those days when nobody liked capcom yeah when they couldn't do anything right they they screwed up the resident evil series they couldn't make any good games i can't believe the company that made dragon's dogma is doing this yeah i think they were even one of those companies at some point they're like they should just get bought out by sony <laughs> there's always a company that should get bought out by sony yeah <laughs> um they should just go third party oh they are third party yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm thinking of sony troll this is yeah um so yeah with that devil may cry 5 wins uh continuing last year i believe what uh monster hunter world uh was killing it so we're seeing devil may cry do well resident evil somewhere in there but absolutely resident evil 2 spoken highly of throughout the entire year one of the earlier games to come out in 2019 yes um my personal favorite award that being games for impact yes <laughs> this being presented by the homie beaker and dr bunsen honeydew and the untitled goose <laughs> yes <laughs> an incredible se my favorite segment of the show um and the winner of that the game that a dub just mentioned for what he thought should have won best art direction instead got best games for impact that being gris one of these days i gotta play that game yeah, I did like 
when they had Honeydew and Beaker <laughs> and they announced the the Beaker content for Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> Untitled Beaker Game. <laughs> and the Goose going after him. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's nice to see the the Muppets still showing up in some, some way, shape, and form. Still relevant to these kids. Um, then there was another announcement for a day one for A-Dub. That this being a Wild West game. And not just Wild. A weird West game. <laughs> yeah, this one is coming from the guys who made Dishonored and Prey. They're working with Devolver Digital to bring us the new title, Weird West. It looks like a isometric action RPG. Like, it has that that Divinity camera angle, but it's, man, it's it's just got this creative art style. You're, you're a gunslinger. It looks like you can make all kinds of choices you got some weird stuff going on you got fat guys dragging bodies you got werewolves creeping about not a lot of gameplay was shown off but they did show us what the game looks like as it's moving around so we have an idea of what it could be looking forward to getting more info and a deeper look at that title because i think that's going to be that's one of those risk those risks that you're just willing to take on first sight yeah the fact that they call it an action rpg just adds that there's another level of depth to the game that isn't just the uh, top-down shooting that you would expect from the publishers of My Homie Pedro (laughs) and Hotline Miami. So, um, yeah, it's nice to see that their games are getting a little bigger and to see what that's going to look like as we hear more about it. it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, next award, this being the best multiplayer game. It went to a game that I'm currently playing. I actually put some work into it last week. Didn't mention it because I was focused on Divinity. This being Apex Legends. Absolutely. Uh, they got oh, a, you've been putting in work, huh? Uh, yeah, I've been Is A-Dub got to hop up in it? Oh, man, we might. I might have to get a championship, A-Dub. I only got one right now. There you go. Yeah. Keeping the legacy alive. See, the problem is you're on a team of three, and if you got one guy that disconnects and another guy that just runs off on your own, then it's you against a bunch of other teams of three. Mm. So, yeah, if I just had one other homie, I think it would be enough for, for me to get this win. Get that chip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, this this being a game that made a splash this year, people had said after Fortnite there was no more room for Battle Royale games, and then Apex shows up. It puts Respawn back on the – well, they're already on the map, but just – put them at another tier of the map they made um, the dot on the map bigger yeah they went from just a place of interest to a capital city <laughs> yeah they're like oh shit like there's a studio apparently at ea that's i guess that's going to go beyond all the hate and rise above it um and yeah so with that uh apex completely killed it at the beginning of the year still holding on they got an event going on right now people enjoying it i'm enjoying it so nice to see that um there, there had to be some acknowledgement of Apex Legends just at the splash that it made at the beginning of the year. Yeah, you can't come out with a title like that and just get the reception that it got, not see that show up when the time for the accolades comes around. Uh, this one, A-Dub, I want you to walk us through it. This being a trailer from PlayStation for a samurai game. Yes. Longest trailer at the Game Awards, Ghost of Tsushima. We finally got a brand new look. We see a a bunch of Mongolian barbarians (laughs) burning bodies, robbing carriages. Then in the distance, breaking through the sunshine, we see the ghost. (laughs) The subtitle, Ghost, right next to it. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Not much was shown off in this trailer it looks like they changed the camera angle of the game they're giving us a look at what it 
look like the whole new look and perspective of it. I mean, it's still just ungodly beautiful with the different colors and the that unbelievable lighting, especially moonlight glinting off of your armor as you're riding on horseback. It, I mean, it's looking more and more like the game that I hoped it would be. You know, we've seen gameplay before. We didn't see too much new stuff. You know, saw maybe some stealth takedown, some artfully cut together cutscenes and gameplay segments, just real quick cuts. So we finally did get a release date, however, and Ghost of Tsushima is slated to arrive summer 2020. Mm. So before the PS5, a lot of people saying that they're going to hold out. Maybe that PlayStation 5 version is in the works. I'm just like, hey, I'm trying to get this Sushima going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and especially like as we learn more about backwards compatibility and how that may work on the PlayStation, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Um, yeah, hopefully we could just get a PS5 patch. Yeah, exactly. Keep it moving. Like patch or even just like a, a minimal like upgrade fee for it so you can still use your copy just with the upgraded 4K or whatever graphics. Exactly. It's the future, man, digital. Yeah, <laughs> don't have to buy a whole nother game. Just embrace it. So sticking on this topic real quick with Ghost of Tsushima. Um, so after playing this year, two great sword fighting games, that being uh, Sekiro and Fallen Jedi- and Fallen Order. Where is where where is your I guess barometer or your expectation level with where Ghost of Tsushima needs to be? I mean. Selfishly, I would like it if it was in the same vein as those two games, but of course with its own unique spin with some additional mechanics and things. But at its core, I would hope it would be largely parallel to Sekiro's combat, which it looked like when we saw in the first reveal. However, I understand that this game is built more on the one-hit kills, the dismemberment. It doesn't seem like there's too many protracted sword fights or even what a standard sword fight would entail in the open world like am i going to be able to move around the landscape climb on a building and have a dude chase me like that that kind of stuff is the battle going to spill to the surrounding area or is it just going to be like this tight confined type of thing so we still don't have those answers yet however as far as my expectations go i with Fallen Order and Sekiro being as good as they are, I don't mind if Ghost of Tsushima just, you know, either plays it safe or just goes in a whole radical different direction. I would like to see something different, although if we just get something that fits into that new family of combat that Sekiro and Fallen Order have established the tentpoles of, I would not be mad at that. Nice. Um, so with that... Uh we discussed earlier when I was discussing Divinity and my love for, I guess, the tactical turn-based style of game. We got an announcement from Microsoft, that being a Gears of War tactics game. Did not see that coming at all. Yeah. Um, World look, premiere. Yeah, looked great. I mean, they had already talked about how they got Wasteland 3 coming. Um, but yeah, seeing this Gears of War style of game, it, being in that world, if you already love it, and then having that look, it's already... Uh, 
it was it is a cover based shooter and now just taking it to a, a turn based style of game just makes total sense and it seems like it's exactly where it needs to be for the Gears of War fans or the people who like that inv- like that tone like that style of game but they just wanted it to take a different look and this might be the one that might appeal to a different style of gamer the cool thing about that one to me is that when the action is going like i guess when you select attack or do stuff it looks like there are certain either you have a choice or there are certain things where the camera remains zoomed out so you can see the attack and the effect that it has on the environment as well as the enemies but then it also pulls in real tight to that over the shoulder third person when they're shooting and stuff so it kind of feels like a a straight up gears game but (laughs) but then you have that tactical turn base you know foundation of it so this the first time i've been excited for anything gears related in a very long time sorry gears 5 but just not doing it for me uh the next the next announcement um this being another i guess ninja style setting style of game but Show about the ninja style but with a lot of a lot of grappling hooks and and, <laughs> and flying around the map this being nautica blade point oh. <laughs> uh you have yes. any thoughts on this game I personally I don't because just looking at it in action it doesn't look like the kind of game that I would gravitate to or give any attention however looking at reactions on the web when that game was shown it's one of the few things that people online had good things to say about (laughs) so I was like oh oh, got got the character action (laughs) looking like my kind of game yeah up to this point they were hating the show and then they saw Nautica and they were like hmm yeah people perked up a little bit and then on the other side of course you know everybody can't be happy so (laughs) of course there are people looking at like oh i guess this is this is a chinese sekiro clone and it's like first of all it other than the asian oriented setting it looks nothing like sekiro (laughs) get that mess out of here yeah if anything i was gonna say like i'm as i saw this game i was like happy that because there was this period of time where I was like, why can't we just get like a feudal Japan or like something going on here? Like, where are these games at? And then now, like, with Ghost of Tsushima, Sekiro, now Nautica. Now like, Nautica. Uh, Nautica, DKNY. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, with Nautica, like, uh, we're seeing more of those games in that setting, even if it's like China versus Japan. Um, yeah, we're getting those style of games. So, mm, this I mean, one's got German suplexes. Yeah, it gives me hope that maybe. Microsoft is like, hey, why don't we, why don't we get a Jade Empire next gen? Bring oh, that shit back. <laughs> that would make well, a lot that, of people happy. <laughs> the, the Bioware behind the original is long gone. So <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what new Bioware turns out. You, you don't want Jade Empire with microtransactions? With loot boxes? Actually, I do. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, melee, that melee looter? <laughs> well, let me play some Mahjong <laughs> for money, for real money. <laughs> um best ongoing game didn't go to overwatch this one not went even to, nominated not even yeah not even on the list uh this one went to Fortnite. uh to the homie with the the spiky hair yes <laughs> um the next award best indie game this one uh mentioned earlier or was this fresh indie game fresh indie game 
was it fresh or best? I just have everything as best. Maybe it was maybe it was that that new freshness. Yeah, it's like there. I think it was a category for indie developers who put out their first game this year. Okay, well, I have down best indie game. So maybe it's uh, fresh game. This went to Disco Elysium. They cleaned up. They got like four awards that night. Mm-hmm. So, well yeah, deserved. Uh, Can't wait to play it. Yeah, and yeah, as as mentioned, indie game. Um, Fucking uh, Divinity killing it, Disco Elysium killing it, and there are just some other games on this list where it's like, damn, like indie games still showing up as much as people would like to hate on these style of games because they want to hate on the big publishers, but then when an indie game comes along, they want nothing to do with it. Yeah. I believe one guy says, How did this point and click trash <laughs> win best RPG? Yeah, <laughs> I played all the JRPGs, houses, it's point and click. <laughs> It's it's interesting to me, like not only are indie games doing well, but also games that try to replicate the D and D experience. Mm-hmm. Those are doing well, so shows that there's a market out there for it, and it also shows that there's different ways that it can be executed. Yeah, and especially like in an industry now that has adopted so many RPG elements into just regular action style of games. Uh, nice to see that from the indie perspective, there's still pushing forward what are the possibilities of these uh rbg style of games like limitless. especially from a, especially from like a hardcore standpoint and so as we see them push those limits then maybe we see that affect um more of the mainstream games moving forward or the triple a titles yes um next award this being best game direction because you know they had to win a dub yeah. couldn't get couldn't get through the show without them without your boy showing up on stage at oh. some point oh <laughs> this went to a death stranding and i feel rightfully so it's I, for the brief time that i played it before i got real heavy in children of Morta, it was absolutely one of I, just ah, just the <laughs> it's hard to describe it's just the pacing and the way everything is presented to you it's like you, you feel like you're playing a movie, mm-hmm. and, it's like, and then a song kicks in. It's like, oh yeah, you got your boxes. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting rained on. It's messing up your boxes. You got to put some repair spray on your cargo. People are griefing you with where they place the stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, they're putting in a an update where you can just remove shit that people put on the map so you can't be griefed anymore. <laughs> Interesting. I wonder if you get resources if you break their stuff down. Yeah. Um, the next announcement from your boy Toretto. <laughs> Dom. <laughs> Dom and Letty. <laughs> because, you know, better late than never when it comes to this franchise and getting a video game. This being Fast and Furious Crossroads. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say about this one. I thought it was a very a very interesting note to finish the world premiere reveals on. It would be interesting now if this was a game that was made by uh was it uh Avalanche? Just because like with Mad the Max driving. in every game, yeah, if you had a driving game with car combat, but then you get out and then you're dumb just walking around the world kicking the shit out of people. Yeah. Or you can be Tyrese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is in it? They showed it when you weren't looking. Uh I, I always got my saw man was, Roman. <laughs> yeah, I saw yeah, Michelle Rodriguez and she's like, I'm about to jump onto this thing and try to break it down. Yeah. It's like a mix between like that and like twisted metal, except you're just like you got like uh, cannons on your car, yeah. <laughs> turrets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, it's, it looked a little rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be interested to see what that thing is once it officially comes out. But it, it got the people from Fast and Furious to show up and then announce the game of the year. If it gets more than an eight, like, aggregate, <laughs> I'll have to check it out. Well, yeah, and, and then they let Dom announce game of the year. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, while you're here, why don't you just let us, why don't you just upset a lot of people and announce the game of the year? <laughs> you can't waste your Vin Diesel when you get him. Yeah. He was looking pretty good. Looked like he was in shape. He was on Swole still. Looked like Chronicles of Riddick's Wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like slim in some areas, but still like bulky in others. And that head. Yeah. <laughs> that Vin Diesel head. And that voice. Um, so yeah, a dub. Um, why don't you announce that game of the year? So, Jeff Keeley, the Game Awards, their the worldwide panel who selects the nominees and the winners. Game of the year 2019 goes to boom. Sekiro. What? From software, <laughs> Hidetaka Miyazaki ah, taking the stage, finally getting recognized for the outstanding work that he's been doing. <laughs> <laughs> Completely unexpected. Of course, everybody was going into the Game Awards, assuming that Death Stranding, assuming that Kojima already had the award on his shelf, didn't even need to show up. They were already pre-mad about that. Super mad. <laughs> Heated. Yeah. It's a conflict of interest. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing? Show us no integrity. <laughs> yeah, people had all this and that to say. Just... Just from the idea that Death Stranding was a competitor for the award mm. before the awards ever aired. But much to everyone's shock and surprise, Sekiro walked with the highest honor from the Game Awards 2019. So congratulations to From Software. Of course, congratulations to Hidetaka Miyazaki, one of the greatest directors of all time. I don't know if you guys mentioned this too, but it also won Best Action Adventure Game on top of that. Mm. So not Best well, Action Adventure. Yeah, not Best Action Game. That has to go to Devil May Cry. The, the, but, the pure action but game. But if you add in a, a, a story, apparently. <laughs> if you move from place to place, <laughs> if you can backtrack. <laughs> then it's going to go to Sekiro. If you got puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> the game's too hard, eh, though. Not everybody can play it. It's not accessible. Yeah. <laughs> why, why would you give it to them? There's better from software games. Oh, God, those guys. Jeff Keighley is an honor running award show. It's not even their best game. Yeah. It's the worst year ever at Game Awards. It's the worst year ever at Game <laughs> Troll of the week. 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 Troll of the week, 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 watch this. He's just It's just a circle jerk. It wasn't even a strong year. Everybody getting paid. So, as you could probably tell, today's trolls are coming sideways. Jeff Keighley, the Game Awards, everyone involved, the bad boys, the recording staff, and a label. <laughs> They're all over the place with it. So, like we were pointing out a little bit before the segment, it was kind of odd 
to close with the Fast and the Furious. Yeah. And my man Dom announcing Game of the Year. I feel like they should have made a bigger deal out of that. But these next couple of trolls feel in a similar vein. Uh, first troll has something to say about it. Then the second troll has a response. So first troll says, this whole thing was fucking awful. <laughs> then the next troll responding to that says, especially the final reveal. Lol. <laughs> Lol. Lols. <laughs> Next show says, disgusting. This weeb trash one. <laughs> Calling Sekiro weeb trash. Yeah. It's, there's nothing weeb about Sekiro. You got your waifu. <laughs> well, it's got one waifu. My yeah. homegirl, Amelia. Yeah. Emily, Amelia. I don't know her name no more. It's been too long. I'm she, got, she got a pillow. <laughs> Next troll says, I'm just glad Kojima didn't win. Yeah. Well, he did get best direction. So, so apparently he he did it's not a it's not a total loss mm -hmm. it, they only cared about one award people watch a four-hour award show only care about game of the year mm -hmm. next show says oh damn it garbage show <laughs> next show says the koja boys on suicide watch yeah. couldn't even win a rig ceremony <laughs> uh, rigged <laughs> <laughs> Didn't go the way that you thought it would go in order for people to get upset, but it's still rigged. <laughs> because Sekiro like, comes off as rigged. <laughs> yeah. Next Troll says, that whole thing was fucking trash. High garbage. Next Troll says, what a waste of time. Mm. Next Troll says, just disappointing. <laughs> like a... Like a like a vexed father. Uh -huh. Next troll says, this game award sucked shit. Yeah. Not a single interesting game announcement. Best part was the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> Not an interesting game announcement. I mean, Hellblade 2, that's definitely interesting as a game announcement. What other games did we find interesting? Um, I'm just running through this. I think Godfall is definitely interesting. It needs a little more character and charm. Let's interesting to a degree yeah uh weird west weird west 100 percent interesting gears of war tactics gears of war tactics we're interested in that uh, apparently the people only like nautica <laughs> yeah nautica. next troll says this is ass <laughs> oh man uh next troll says i could have instead given myself cancer and died instead of watching this tripe Giving himself cancer. Yes. How would you Found the cancer, gave it to himself. Yeah. Or maybe he'll pull a Randy Marsh and like put his nuts in the microwave or, or eat and some, wake up with testicular or, cancer. Or eat some pussy like uh, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last troll says, it's Jeff Keeley's personal jerk-off session with an audience. Those that are awake anyway. <laughs> mm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, people got to hate... There's no love loss. <laughs> yeah, there's no loss. I mean, when it, the war show was a pretty long production, and I'm sitting there watching it. I'm smiling. I'm excited. Every time I see world premieres, it's like, oh, what we got? <laughs> and every time I see it, but it's in the back of my mind, I just knew, like, I'm going to go on the internet, and pretty much everyone's going to say how terrible it was or that they didn't watch it. And sure enough, I get on the internet. People are saying, oh, it's terrible. I didn't watch it. And it was in that moment when I realized that, I think I can't do the internet anymore, man. Right. It's it's not not so much because I'm just tired of the negativity, which I'm more than tired of, but just to the point where it's gotten so predictable that it's not even like it's not even worth the time to go online when you already know what everybody's gonna say, how everybody's gonna react. It's just 
I don't know. The negativity has lost its edge. It's it's like a show that should have ended a season early. <laughs> that kind of thing. It's like you really didn't need to go where you thought you were going with it. Yeah, it's you like jump the shark. Exactly. I was gonna say trolling jumped the shark. As much as trolls would like to point out anything that has jumped the shark, their commentary has jumped the shark. <laughs> I mean, we've seen their what the first we've seen what the first next gen games are gonna look like. We've seen what the first next gen console is gonna look like. We they're slated and confirmed holiday twenty twenty. We've got some of the best games of the generation set up to come next year. We've seen trailers and all this within a celebration of gaming, the people who make games, the people who like keep this whole industry chugging along, moving ahead, full steam, growing, expanding into different areas and other industries. It was, it was a good time. It was a well done show. It just, kept moving from awards to content awards to content overall i was very satisfied with it amc you kind of skimmed through it we had to catch up you know you had some important things to do over the past couple of weeks <laughs> yeah i mean i was uh i'm always happy with uh, an award show that's done well ever since because my i always look at the history of it and from where we've come to where we are now and even if you say it's a down year it's still way better than what we had before and legitimized. It's not on Spike TV anymore, presented by Samuel L. Jackson. It's not some random show that's hosted by Joel McHale and just commenting on being very snarky about video games because he doesn't play any video games. So he's like, oh, well, I guess this thing, one that I've never heard of. We have actually a dude who's passionate about video games, getting people that he's friends with to show up. He consistently gets the heads of uh, these companies to show up. We saw Doug Bowser. We saw we saw Reggie. We saw the homie former. Reggie. Yeah, we got <laughs> Phil Spencer. Did we got Hidetaka Miyazaki? Yeah, in L.A. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of shakeups with Sony, so I, I can get why you might not have some of their executives there, but they still had a first-party next-gen game there with their developers and Gearbox to represent my man phil spencer yeah so i mean yeah with that like he does a great job of putting on a show with a lot of industry people around and giving it a, a legitimate feel and as, so as well as the promise of even better to come i mean he it was in there we kind of skipped by it but he mentioned that on the on the game awards the nominees and the winners, the games are going to be playable for free on Steam mm. or something to that degree. And then he said next year we're going to have it across all platforms. So it's going to be interesting to see how that works. Now, when people say that they haven't played any of the nominees, well, you can go and get a taste and see what's going on for yourself. If you didn't have enough time to play enough games throughout the year or maybe you played games, but this random one came out and took the award from the one you thought would win. Well, you can get a taste of that game that took that award so you could get a little more substance behind your shit talking. Yes. Let's get out of here. Yes. Troll of the week, 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 troll of the week. The games that I wanted to win didn't win. The games that I thought were gonna win didn't win. Yeah, my life is ruined. I guess they maintain some credibility. 
So for the next topic of the week, top topic of the week, uh, we're gonna breeze through this just because I gotta get the little baby to bed mm-hmm. <laughs> put heads to bed um so yeah, <laughs> heads <and babies. laughs> uh, so yeah we got state of play um with some big announcements coming in um so with the so i'll just i would do the big ones so the first one obviously because you know we didn't we couldn't just hear about them at the game awards this being untitled goose game coming to playstation on december 17th. coming to a dub Coming yes. to AMC. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, you can play Untitled Goose Game now on another console on the PlayStation and within days. By the time you listen to this podcast, you can probably play this game. Yes. Uh, and you should. Yeah. Uh, by all accounts, everything we've heard about this game, the cutesiness, the love of it, and the creative spirit that went behind putting this game together. A stealth mischief game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, making making ways for Dennis the Menace. <laughs> Dennis the Menace of the game. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh yes. imagine like Paperboy, Untitled Goose Game. Yeah. <laughs> and Bully all rolled into one. <laughs> the whole game is just you fucking with Mr. Wilson. Yeah, pissing him off. Killing him. <laughs> <laughs> uh next game, excited about this one and uh a genre that people say that there's no room for. We got another one coming, this being spell break. Yes. Battle Royale Mage face off <laughs> like, mm-hmm. this game looks like the multiplayer that people wish infamous 2 would have had back when it was making its run on last gen but yeah man it it looks unbelievable excellent art style it looks like it's got a lot of different spells and abilities to utilize looks like there's a high level of mobility between dashing flying warping using shields calling down flaming balls of fire from the flaming balls of fire goodness gracious (laughs) yes flaming meteors from heaven yeah it looks out of control i'm actually surprised that more people aren't talking about it however i feel like it being a battle royale people just immediately tuned out without paying attention to what was being on offer so i'm hoping to see good things from this game i'll be looking into it so a dub will bring you the news you look forward to that spring 2020 uh next one this was a showcase of dreams um you got to see a lot of what's been going on in the beta there we got a date finally for the official release and this being valentine's day february 14th 2020 so fellas what you do is you buy the box of chocolates you remove the chocolates you put dreams in the case (laughs) you give that to your loved one boom no more loved one (laughs) yes uh next game this being what i wrote down a perspective based puzzler this being subliminal yes um i mean yeah uh it's actually this is a game where i first like when i first saw it, i was like what all right whatever and then as i saw it play out more i was like oh damn this is actually pretty interesting yeah so like, it's got some odd little mechanic going on where you pick up an object in the world and then when you reposition the camera it changes the size of the object relative to everything else around it and they use that for some very inventive puzzle solving it also deals a lot with the environment itself you may see something or may see a pattern and if you get in the right place you'll see that it creates an object that you can then drop into your world and then do all your little resizing tricks with yeah it's it's oh my god it's i've never seen anything that like bent the mind like that or bent physics like that so i'm very interested to see how this does it looked like it was for sure a vr title but i'm told that it's not and then uh, we'll close it here. Um, 
with this one, A-Dub, I'll have you talk about this because this is a, a game that you already mentioned would be a day one when it comes out. And we apparently learned that we're getting it sooner than later, this being Resident Evil 3. Absolutely. You got your girl Jill back running through the streets of Raccoon City with the nemesis on that ass. In her, in her jeans? <laughs> yes. <laughs> in her pants in, instead of her skirt. Yeah. People are pissed. In those jeans. <laughs> and like, I, I feel like this whole thing, like, it went from, we went from censorship to like how attractive characters are to now back to, I don't know, man. This is ridiculous. It's one of those. It just falls into that whole the internet is getting predictable thing. It was like as soon as you see a female character, oh, they made her ugly. No, they didn't. Take a look at Jill side by side with her Resident Evil 3 original release model and tell me they made her unattractive to any degree. But not that that even matters because the game looks great. I'm excited for it. It's my favorite Resident Evil. So if you're an A-Dub fan, I recommend that you check out Remake 3. Hopefully... It's pulled off well. I believe Capcom may have outsourced it to a outside studio instead of handling it themselves like the Resident Evil 2 remake. So that's got people a little edgy. We'll follow it and let you know. Yeah, um, so you look forward to that uh, April 3rd, 2020. And in case you were wondering, well, what happened to the other game that we thought was going to come out? Actually, that's going to be the multiplayer, which is Resident Evil Resistance. So you're getting a little more value with your buy now. You got your single player and you got your multiplayer together in one package. Kind of interesting that they revealed the multiplayer for the game first. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they lowered the expectations and then were like, blam. Yes. (laughs) So yeah, um... Great show this week, A-Dub. You got any final words before we get out of here? Focus on the things that you like. Focus on the things that you love. Well said. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is A-Dub. We are Control Issues. Thanks for playing. Suck it. Suck it.